Ah, what's going on everybody? Are y'all woken up? Are you ready to shake the feeling? What's going on everybody? It's it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com I am Nairby on Twitter, I am Nairby on Instagram I'm also Nairby in high schools all around the world Speaking of which, it's time for the next and newest episode of Movie Buddy This is episode 14 And it's time for... The, the next series in the, 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 the grassy universe as we start with season one episodes. We're going to cover episodes one, two, and three of Degrassi High. That's right, Degrassi High. Personally, I'm a bigger fan of Degrassi High when it comes to all the Degrassi universe shows. That's just the way it is because high school, you know, that's when things really start to get, you know, interesting in, 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 a, in a person's world. And I remember first finding out back in the day that. Degrassi's coming back with Degrassi High. I was like, yeah, man, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're going to start with Season 1, Episode 1 of Degrassi High. Title is A New Start, Part 1. Air date, November 6th, 1989. Part 2 aired the same night. Yeah, and here we go. We start and we're at home. We're at Joey's house. And he's looking in a mirror. And he's telling himself that he's going to be the coolest guy at Degrassi High. And he's trying on various fedoras because he's got, he looked like about seven of them. He finally decides on one and he heads on out. We then go to the twins' house, Heather and Erica. And they're getting ready for school. Heather is excited about their first day of a real high school. While Erica is sitting there in front of her mirror with something obviously on her mind. And Erica then suddenly runs to the bathroom and throws up. We then cut to some burnt to, to all hell toast popping up from a toaster for breakfast, which Arthur grabs, and he's wearing a beret, and he says goodbye in French to his dad. And as people might remember in a previous episode of Degrassi Junior High, the episode where uh, Arthur's dad has uh, the woman with him and Arthur doesn't accept the woman, Arthur told his dad that uh, Arthur's mom is going to be taking Arthur to France during the summer holiday, so Arthur has come back and he he, he brought a he brought a beret with him. yeah. Oh, storming! Oh, I was going to mention, uh, yeah, you might hear some uh, or something slightly in the background. It's my fan. All right, it's hot. It's summertime, and yes, it does get hot in Canada. I've heard people remark before. Really, you guys get hot? It gets hot in Canada. I thought it was all winter. Yeah, well, uh, take some world geography for crying out loud. Ah. <sighs> So anyway, Arthur leaves. And then we go back to the twins' house. Heather grabs some breakfast and brings it upstairs to Erica. And she says that, she's, that she should eat something, but Erica says that she's not hungry. Heather then asks if Erica was sick again. And she tells Erica that maybe she should go see a doctor, but Erica says that she's fine, which she obviously is not. And that's when we get the new intro for Degrassi High, which includes a quick scene of Caitlin being kissed by somebody who is clearly not Joey, and I remember watching this first episode of Degrassi High the night it originally aired, and noticing that some dude who's not Joey was kissing Caitlyn, and not being very happy about it, man. Joey and Caitlyn are they're like the couple. They're, they're our couple, man, man. Like, that couple gave regular nerd outcasts like me hope that, you know, the, 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 the not-so-smart, not that I was a dumbass and started school or nothing, but he gave us hope that, you know, that, that his dudes can get a good-looking smart girl like Caitlin. but what you gonna do? Oh well. After the intro, all the students are heading to their new school. Erica and Heather arrive, and Heather is super pumped. 
Spike arrives with little Emma in a carriage and she's with Liz as well. And Heather happily greets the both of them. You know how typical teenage girls do when they've not seen each other for a while and they meet back up at school, they do the hugging thing. That, that's a girl thing. I've never seen any dudes do that. But then again, who knows, maybe they do that now, I don't know. Spike says that she's glad to finally have a full-time high school. Heather then talks to little Emma as Erica is just standing there watching, stone-faced. And Erica is dressed in all black, including a black leather jacket, which in the wrestling world, for those who are wrestling fans, was always a sign that somebody is about to turn heel or turn villain. So, yeah, Erica's all decked out in the black, stone-faced, just, uh, yeah, something's going on. I wonder what it is. Meanwhile, Tessa, Bond, and Scooter, (laughs) Bond, and Scooter arrive at school, and they look around in the halls, and Tessa remarks that it's going to be great there, and school is so big. But she's not looking where she's going, and she bumps into some older students, and suddenly remarks that she misses junior high already, and Scooter agrees as Bond continues in tow. Little Bond, with his yellow suitcase, yep, and his hair coming with him. We go to Dwayne, who's just standing around with his crew of Tabby the Dips Girl, and then the other guy, Nick. Tabby the Dips Girl, as uh, people might remember, Tabby, who would always have some kind of uh, snack on hand, whether it be a full jar of peanut butter that she eats with a spoon, or a full box of uh, chocolate-covered granola bars called Dips. That's, that was, I guess, just her, uh, her, her, her M.O. But yeah, I thought I, I liked Tabby. I mean, she, her, the character was like a real bitch, but uh, I, I, I crushed on many of the Degrassi female students back in the day, and Tabby was one of them. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Dwayne tells them that there are just too many little kids in this school, and the place is turning into a kindergarten. Meanwhile, a few feet away from them, we see Joey and Caitlin, and they're trying to figure out their timetables. And I remember those timetables. Even we got timetables, well, at the school I went to, John McRae in seventh grade 7 and 8, we got timetables. But yeah, one thing, as I veer off, whenever, on, on the, the occasions when I dream that I'm back in high school, it's pretty much always the same. Two things. I can never find my locker, and I can never find my timetable. So I spend the entire first day of school running around the school trying to find these two things. It's crazy. But yeah, those timetables, man. Yeah. Anyway, Snake and Wheels show up and they greet Joey and Caitlin. Wheels is sporting a ridiculous ponytail. And the Zits remark about how amazing and big the new school is. Which uh, I agree. It's a definite noticeable change of scenery compared to Degrassi Junior High. I mean, it is a high school after all. But there's lots of windows, so they got a lot, a lot of natural light, and uh, I like the new atmosphere. I love it. That's, uh, I guess, another reason why I prefer uh, the Degrassi High series over Junior High. And uh, elsewhere, we go to a, t- a bunch of tables in the halls. Alex is there asking this one of the students uh, at the tables why he has to pay twenty dollars, and uh, the student, whose name is Claude, we find out. Tells Alex that the 20 bucks is for the student activity card and it pays for things like uh, various clubs and school newspaper. And Alex then says that if he, he says that that he's he if he promises not to read the paper the newspaper, can he keep the twenty dollars? And Claude Claude tells him that he's gotta pay anyway. Because everybody has to pay and they're all part of this. They're all in it together, man. School spirit. 
It's then Maya's turn. She pays her 20 bucks. And then Caitlyn's turn. And upon seeing Caitlyn, Claude is instantly infatuated and interested in her as they just greet each other and stare at each other. And they continue to do so as Caitlyn walks away after paying her 20 bucks. And I remember watching this episode when it first aired and saying, you know, stop looking at this guy. Stop looking at him. <laughs> She's Joey's guy, girl. So, I never I never liked this Claude guy, okay? Like, never liked him. From the beginning until the literal end, literal end of this guy. Well, we'll get there eventually. You all know what I'm talking about if you know this series. Anyway, we cut to Tessa. She's still looking around. And she bumps into Dwayne again. And she apologizes. And then Dwayne tells Tabby and Nick that it's time for them to bring back initiation unofficially. And Nick and Tabby agree and they high five. Elsewhere in the hallways, Heather celebrates with LD and Lucy when they all find out that they're in the same class together. Obviously, it's not in all the same classes. That's not how high school worked back in that day. Lucy notices Clutch's name on one of the student lists, and LD suggests that he must have gotten kicked out of Borden, which everybody might remember is where they, uh, the grade the grade nines in Degrassi Junior High attended high school for a couple classes uh, a day back in the, the last season of Degrassi Junior High. The twins tell Lucy and LD... Sorry, not that. Well, yeah, they, well, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, it was one of them, but we'll just call them the twins. The twins, one of them, tell Lu- Lucy and LD that uh, they each made about five hundred bucks each working as camp counselors during the summer. And upon hearing this, Lucy tries to hit them up for some money to invest in a movie that she wants to make after her dad bought her a camcorder. A oh, camcorder, yeah. We're gonna see the camcorder later in a couple in a couple episodes. Yeah, those old camcorders. <laughs> Technology, man. I mean, now, bloody hell, on our phones, we sh- can shoot better quality video than those big camcorders did. Anyway, uh, Heather then tells Lucy and LD about Erica's boyfriend, Jason. And she says that it was really good looking, and he was also a camp counselor. LD and uh, Lucy ask Erica why she didn't tell them about Jason. And Erica just suddenly snaps and tells them that Jason turned out to be a real jerk. And she storms off. That's when Heather pulls Lucy and LD aside and she tells them that Erica and Jason had a fight and broke up just before the end of camp. And she also reveals to them that Erica's not a virgin anymore. And she says that uh, she only Erica only knew Jason for two weeks. Yep. Hey man, I'm not, compl- not going to say nothing. There's dudes out there who will do the deed or lose their V card, if you will, like on, on, a, on a first date. So... There's no point in being like, hey man, two weeks? Yeah, just saying. Yeah. Elsewhere, Joey Wheels and Snake are discussing the zit remedy. And Snake says that they can't have a band anymore because Wheels sold, Wheels sold his bass. But Wheels says that he can just borrow Simon's bass because he doesn't even use it anymore. Joey says that all they need now is a drummer. And they're all set. A drummer. <laughs> well, they could use a drummer for real. I mean, just their, their, their one song is... Uh, as legendary and iconic and catchy as it is, it really is an awful song. <laughs> but suddenly they're almost run over by a book cart as they're discussing the future of the Zit Remedy. And who's pushing the book cart? Book cart? None other than hot Ms. Avery. And she's still looking great. And she tells the Zits that since the school, since Degrassi Junior High burned down, she was hired to run the Resource Center. 
And uh, the Zits are uh, happy with this news. Who can blame them? She's a very lovely looking lady. She goes on her way and Joey remarks to the rest of the Zits that at least it wasn't Radich. <laughs> Joey then says that they need a new band name because Zit Remedy just isn't catchy enough. Wheels and Snake like the original name. And that's when Joey bumps into Dwayne, who tells Joey that he's got a bone to pick with him. <laughs> and this used to be a real high school, before all the little kids showed up. And uh, <laughs> that's when we see Tabby eating peanut butter from the jar with a spoon. <laughs> Tabby, well, you know, the character had, had her negative negativities, but uh, yeah, I, I dug Tabby. Dwayne then blames Joey, Snake, and Wheels for burning down the old school. Joey says that they didn't do it, but Dwayne says that, hey, you were there. Then he tells them to watch out for initiation, at which point Snake points out that according to the pamphlets that Snake is holding in his hand, initiation has been banned. And Tabby tells them that they don't read handbooks. (laughs) And then they just leave. Joey then assures Snake and Wheels that they will not be initiated. I never got initiated in high school. You know, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, initiation. There was in... Uh, I mean, I, I, I was a degenerate my my high school career. But uh, I then smartened up. And when I smartened up, the school ended up smartening up in Aurora High School. Uh, there was a day where basically senior students can initiate themselves, so to speak. at w- Where uh, the... Freshmen, like this, this, this is near the beginning of the school year. The freshmen would uh, get to s- select a, a senior to basically treat as their slave for the entire day. And uh, I took part in this once. And uh, a young guy picked me and uh, had me walk around with a sign saying, I love Power Rangers, and had me carrying his books and his female friends' books to and from class. So, uh, hey, I did it. Yeah, I took part. I had school spirit. Yeah. Elsewhere, Yick arrives at school and he greets Arthur. And he asks Arthur how his summer was. And he comments on Arthur's beret, saying it makes him look like a nerd. To which Arthur disagrees. Well, I disagree with your disagreement, Arthur. Arthur says that everyone in France wears them. And he got Yick one, too. It's a yellow one. Yeah. Yick. I think Yick would look great, but we don't see him in it. Arthur asks Yick how his summer was. And Yick tells him that he was hanging out at the mall and made some new friends. And he also got his ear pierced. And yeah, Yick is looking like uh, he's wanting to be part of the cool clique now. As whereas Arthur is, uh, well, he's not. <laughs> and and uh, at this point, I don't know about anybody else, but we're already, I'm, I was already sensing the slow, tragic demise of the original Di- Degrassi dynamic duo. Just unfortunate, but those kind of things happen when uh, high school hits. We then go to a classroom, BLT and Tim are there, and they're looking at a picture of a young guy with The Dude titled on it, and they're convinced that it's Simon, which is quickly confirmed by Michelle, who shows up. Spike then arrives with some students, <laughs> uh, or, or she tells sorry, she tells some students, some of the kids, about Emma being in daycare at the school, and Erica's mood suddenly goes from happy to somber upon hearing this. I wonder why. Alexa and Simon then arrive and they greet everyone. You know, the typical, you know, girls hugging each other. And they announce to everyone that she and Simon are officially going out because Simon gave her a little ring. Lucy and LD then arrive 
making it clear that a lot of these kids are in this are in at least this same class together and that's when the, a new teacher mr wallfish arrives he shows up mr wallfish uh he comes in and he introduces himself alexa remarks that he's cute everyone sits down wallfish tells them all that he'll be teaching communications this year and he's going to be their homeroom teacher heather then whispers to erica Asking Erica if she had a problem with uh, her telling LD and Lucy about Jason. And Erica tells her to never say that name again. So obviously something is up, I wonder what. <laughs> we go to nighttime. And we're at home and in the twins' uh, bedroom and Erica's crying. Heather wakes up and she asks Erica if she's okay. And she turns on the light. And he Erica quickly turns it off. But Heather quickly turns it on again. And Erica just is crying and tells her to stop it. Erica says that everything is fine. Heather wants to help. She knows that something's wrong. They're twins after all. But Erica will not say it. She won't talk. Heather then finally turns the light out. And then Erica starts to, uh... Starts, uh... Yeah, she starts... She's willing to confess something. She tells Heather that she can't tell anyone. Especially not their parents. Heather promises not to. And Erica reveals to her twin sister that she thinks she's pregnant... And I tell you, man, watching this episode again, the look on Erica's face, the actress, is just, it's just, it's so powerful as you can just see the fear. So she performed this uh, bit very excellently, the actress playing Erica. And she says that she has all the symptoms, including swollen breasts and throwing up every morning. Heather asks if uh, Erica and Jason used anything when they had sex, and Erica says that, yeah, you they did, mostly. <laughs> Heather then says that Erica needs to go see a doctor, but Erica doesn't want to, as she's afraid that the doctor will tell their parents. So then Heather just suggests that Erica do a home pregnancy test like Spike did, and they'll go out and get one in the morning, as Erica is terrified at the idea that it might uh, reveal that she's pregnant. And then the next morning, the twins go to Shoppers Drug Mart, buy a pregnancy test, and Heather assures Erica that everything will be okay. As Erica says that she doesn't know what she's going to do. She's pregnant. Oh, I love this show, man. Drama, comedy, action and adventure. <laughs> oh, the show, like, this, 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 like, this is our, no, I was going to say this is our 90210. 90210 is America's Degrassi since Degrassi came first. Degrassi is is our show and everybody can shut up who disagrees anyway we go to school and uh, we're shown a long wide panning left or right to left shot of the main corridor of their new school which shows off how just truly big this new building is compared to junior high well obviously because it's a high school and i just love how it looks with the natural light and all the windows and how big everything is i see i see I, one of the many reasons i i mean as much as i love Jurassic junior high i this is Grassy High is over on my favorite uh, series of the universe. Snake asks about basketball signups. And when, that's when he runs into Dwayne and his crew, Tabby and Nick. And they grab Snake and they push him up against the wall. And Snake awkwardly puts his fists up like he's ready to defend himself. And they laugh at him. And I was laughing at him too. Ah, <laughs> oh, Snake, man. Learn, dude. You're tall. I mean, <laughs> learn. Put up your dukes, dude. Dwayne tells Snake that they can get him now or later, but it gets worse later. And that's when Tabby puts a, 
a set of keys in front of Snake's face and drops them on the ground. And she tells Snake to pick them up. Now. Snake smiles. And he, when he bends down to pick up the keys, they quickly dr- grab him and drag him off shouting. <laughs> Elsewhere, Wheels and Joey are talking about the announcements that they're hearing over the PA. And Wheels says that the teacher who's making the announcement sounds like Radich. But Joey is, is sure that it can't be him because Radich teaches junior high. This is high school. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Teachers don't go from one grade to another. Come on. What, do you, what, what is this? The real world or something? Joey then uh, Joey is then suge- starts suggesting new names for the bands for the band, and he comes up with the name the Barf Bags, which Wheels uh, isn't cool about at all. It's a dumb name. Snake then arrives covered in flour, and he tells Wheels and Joey that they got him, and then he starts to dump some of the flour on Wheels and Joey as they try to run off, and the Zit Remedy are just having a great time at their new school. Classes then end for the day as Erica is looking over at Heather with a concerned look on her face. We go outside the school as Arthur is showing Yick pictures from France and they're heading to Arthur's new bike which impresses Yick. Yick then invites Arthur to the mall to meet his new friends but Arthur says that he can't because his mom wants to take him shopping. So um, at least Yick is trying to uh, integrate Arthur into his new circle of friends. I mean come on Arthur. Come on dude. You're wearing a beret for crying out loud. <laughs> anyway, they say their goodbyes as it's now even more prevalent that uh, the dynamic duo, their friendship is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's having some problems, man. I don't like it at all. It's then nighttime and we return to the Heathers, or the Heathers, the twins' house. Heather asks Erica what she's going to tell her parents if it comes out that she turns out that she's pregnant. And Erica says that she's not going to tell them anything. Heather then remarks that the results, uh, the 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 results color on the test hasn't changed yet, but it hasn't been a full two hours yet. Heather then says that their parents would notice if Erica is pregnant, because Erica would begin to show, and Erica replies, "Not if I had an abortion." And after hearing this, Heather is instantly shocked, and she says that abortion is wrong, and. Uh, And then Erica replies that she's just too young to be a mom. Heather then calls abortion clinics killing centers. And she says that their minister at church and their parents all believe that abortion is wrong. And she thought Erica was anti-abortion. Which Erica half-acidly agrees to as it was, she says that it was just a comment. Just then the timer goes off. Heather checks the results as Erica asks if the color has changed. And it turns out the results are negative. Erica and Heather hug each other in happiness. And Heather tells Erica that if she ever has sex again, use a condom. Not because, not just because of getting pregnant, but because of all the diseases. And Erica is happy again. They both laugh, they hug each other, and they celebrate. We go to school the next morning. Tim and BLT are making fun of Simon, calling him the dude. And Alexis comments that, the, that the, it's all wearing a little thin. Meanwhile, an announcement comes over the PA... And Michelle, and Michelle is now saying that it sounds like Mr. Radich. That's when a bunch of girls come, uh, show up and they ask Simon for his autograph, which stupid Simon replies, Oh, like, sure, if you really want. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> Did they intentionally make him an idiot? <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, the girls shoo Alexa away as they fawn all over stupid Simon. <laughs> and Alexa does not look happy as she watches from afar. Simon signing autographs for the and talking to the girls who are just fawning all over him. Elsewhere, Lucy and LD, they look for a place to eat their lunch. And they look into uh, this place known as the Quad, a little outdoor area in the middle of the school. And they notice that it's filled with older students. And that's when we see Patrick and Bronco, who have not officially been introduced yet, but we're going to meet them soon. And LD and Lucy then say that they have as much right to eat in the Quad as anybody else. And then they start to head into the Quad. And that's when they see Melanie and Kathleen tied to a flagpole. And they've got bras and underwear on the outside of their clothes. And then number nine written on their foreheads. <laughs> Melanie and Kathleen shout over to LD and Lucy to get to help them and free them. And when LD and Lucy <laughs> attempt to make their way to help them out, Bronco, Patrick, and another guy stand up, give them a look of, hey man, stay away. And thus, Lucy and LD do stay away, leaving Melanie and Kathleen there. Defend for themselves. So uh, uh, it's good to see Melanie and Kathleen. We're going to see more of them later, but it's good to see them. Elsewhere in the hallways, Heather asks Erica if she's got any tampons as her period has just started, but Erica doesn't have any. And Erica is confused as her period hasn't started yet, and it's the second one, but Heather assures her that it will start tomorrow as Erica wonders if they did the test incorrectly and suggests doing a second pregnancy test. And it had me wondering... That uh, so since they're twins, do they both, uh, you know, have that thing the same time of the month? Or I don't know, just just wondering. I don't know how it works. I'm a dude. What do I know? <laughs> Meanwhile, Dwayne and his crew of Nick and Tabby, they're bump. They're in the hallways when little Dorothy bumps into them, and she's got the number nine written on her face. They then run into Wheels as announcement is going as an announcement is going on over the PA about initiation being against the rules. Dwayne puts wheels over his shoulder, and the three of them run off with little wheels. <laughs> ah, yeah. We then cut to the lunchroom, and Snake wonders why Joey and Wheels haven't been initiated yet, and Joey remarks that he's just lucky. Joey then suggests renaming the band to Three, since there are three members. But Snake doesn't like it because it isn't catchy. But then Joey chimes in that there's a lot of bands with the you know, numbers in their names there's in the, and letters. There's U2... There's UB40, and there's even the band 2, spelled T-U. And I remember this group. They weren't really a band. They were a group of uh, two uh, sisters, and they had one song. One, They were one-hit wonders. They had that song, Stay With Me. wonder if anybody remembers that. If you don't, uh, Google it or YouTube it. You'll remember, Stay With Me by 2. I remember them. Uh, Wheels then shows up covered in shaving cream with his hands tied behind his back. And he greets Joey and Snake. Snake then remarks, So, I wonder who's next. <laughs> ah, I love it. We go back to the twins' house. An alarm goes off. Which uh, wakes up uh, uh, Erica early. As she's going to uh, go and uh, start to do the pee test. Heather offers to go with her. But Erica says she'll do it on her own. She goes to the bathroom to take the second pregnancy test. As Heather prays to God to not let Erica be pregnant. Later on, Erica is sitting in the bathroom, obviously worried, and she's waiting for the timer to go off so she can read the results. And the timer does go off. 
Oh no. Oh, the results are positive. Erica's pregnant, and the actress put on an excellent, excellent performance. I mean, uh, I, I'm speaking for myself. Just really feel for these characters, especially now as they've been established into later in their school run. Ah, oh, man, what a reaction! Well done, well, well, well played. Ah, oh, great, great, great. Anyway, that was the end of part one of A New Start. And then we move on to season one of Degrassi High, episode two, entitled A New Start, part two, which aired the same night as part one, November 6, 1989. We start with a recap of uh, part one. And then after which, Erica exits the bathroom and she tells Heather that the result of the test was negative, which Heather gets excited by. And Heather then goes to use the bathroom as Erica slowly sits down on the bed Buries her head in her hands, and we get the intro with Caitlin. <sighs> yeah. I don't like that this dude was kissing on Caitlin. It's not cool. Just saying. After the intro, students arrive for school that morning, where Heather and Erica once again greet Spike and Liz, and again, Spike has brought little Emma for daycare. Heather fawns all over Emma again, as Spike talks about, not, about having to wake up in the middle of the night because Emma is crying. As Erica's just looking on stone-faced. Erica then asks Spike if it was horrible being pregnant. Which shocks Heather. And Spike replies with memories of how the PTA threw her out of school. Which you can hear on Degrassi Buddies here on GreatViews.com. And how people were rude to her and making her feel like an outcast. Spike and Liz then leave and Heather asks Erica why she asked that question. And Erica replies that she was just curious. We go to class where Wallfish is asking questions about the Lord of the Flies book, but nobody has any of the answers, as it appears that nobody actually read the first chapter like he wanted them to. Wallfish says that he wants participation in class and suggests that he discuss a different topic and ask the class for a suggestion when Erica raises her hand and says, What about abortion? Wallfish replies and says that that's a hot topic in the news right now, and there are even protesters down on Gerard Street right now. That's right, Gerard Street in Toronto. Yeah. And he asks who has an opinion when Heather quickly raises her hand and says that abortion is wrong and it's murder, which Lucy quickly disagrees with. And Lucy says that it hasn't been born yet and it's just a fetus and is no more a baby than an acorn is an oak tree. And that's when Liz chimes in and strongly disagrees and asks, what about the baby's rights, which Lucy again disagrees with, as the fetus is not a baby, as it can't talk, think, or feel. Heather then says that at their church, abortion is wrong. And LD replies that a, that a church has no right to determine what a woman can and can't do with her body. And the debate starts to get heated as Erica is just sitting there silently stone-faced. Liz then pokes Spike and she wants Spike to tell the class that abortion is wrong, but Spike says that just because she had Emma, it doesn't mean that she knows what's right or wrong. Debate, the debate continues to get heated until Wallfish calms everybody down, but the debate quickly heats up again as Erica is still sitting there silently, stone-faced. What a performance. These characters are awesome. Class ends as Wallfish is happy about the discussion and says that he hopes that... Uh, 
abortion is an issue that none of them have to face themselves. The students leave and continue to discuss the topic as LD and Lucy argue with Liz in the hallway. Heather then asks Erica why she didn't say anything since the topic was her idea. And Erica just blows her off and leaves, saying that she's got some stuff to do. Elsewhere in the hallway, a group of girls are once again fawning over dumb Simon <laughs> regarding his photo shoot as poor Alexa watches from behind and is, is worried that she's lost him. She then suddenly gets angry and walks up to stupid Simon, <laughs> giving Ms. Ring back and walks off as dumb Simon wants her to come back. <laughs> oh, I love calling him dumb Simon. <laughs> oh, because they made the character dumb. That's how it was written. He was written to be stupid. I mean, trust me, there's more dumb Simon to come up in this series. Anyway, elsewhere, Erica is visiting a clinic, or she's heading to a clinic, where she's confronted by a group of protesters who, who attempt to tell her not to go in. They ask her how old she is, and she replies that she's 16, and they continue to beg her to not go in, when an old woman takes out a little plastic baby to show Erica, saying that this is her baby. And Erica tells him to stop as she runs inside and tells the receptionist that she wants to talk to someone about abortion. Back at school, classes end, and Caitlin is greeted in the hall by Claude, who introduces him via his the aforementioned stupid name, his homewrecking self. And he tells Caitlin that he'll see her around. Yeah, unfortunately, we gotta see him around too. <laughs> Elsewhere, Arthur is excited about computer class and he says goodbye to Yik when Yik's thought that they were going to be going to the mall together. Again, at least Yik is trying. But Arthur just blows him off saying that he wants to go talk to his mom about getting a computer, which angers Yik. And Yik tells Arthur that being rich has turned him into a jerk. And he leaves. <sighs> oh, man. This is like worse than Batman and Robin splitting up. We go back to the clinic and the doctor is uh, talking to Erica about the abortion process and how it's, how it, well, not, not in so many details about how it's done. And she says that uh, she would experience mild cramps and the procedure takes just a few minutes. And she'll need some rest afterwards and after about half an hour she'll feel fine. The doctor then recommends that somebody be there with Erica on the day of the procedure as she might be woozy afterwards and maybe need some es an escort home. Erica then asks the doctor if she'll be different after having an abortion. And the doctor tells Erica that she won't be different physically, but she might struggle mentally for a while. And there will be people there that she can talk to if she needs it. The doctor then assures Erica that she can still have kids after she's afterwards because she's young, healthy, and she's currently only in her first trimester. And then the doctor then tells Erica to take time and think about everything as it's a very big decision for her. Back at school, Tessa and Scooter are running through the halls, covered in shaving cream after they got initiated. An announcement's being played over the PA, and Wheels insists that it sounds like Mr. Radich, to which Joey replies that a lot of people sound like Radich. Snake and Wheels then joke with Joey that he's next to be initiated, and Joe gets up from his seat, and he assures them that nobody's going to initiate him when Bond appears all of a sudden, all covered in shaving cream, just casually walking through the hall... <laughs> <laughs> He's got his yellow briefcase, and then <laughs> they took the shaving cream, they put some on his head, and they gave him like a shaving cream beard and a shaving cream hairy chest. <laughs> oh, it looks great. <laughs> Bond. And how he just, 
He just no-sells it, just continues walking through the halls as everybody's looking at him laughing. Bond is great. <laughs> uh, Joey is then walking through the halls when he's spotted by Dwayne and his gang. And upon seeing them, they chase after him. Joey runs off and he turns a corner and he quickly runs into the girls' washroom as Dwayne and, his, and the, the gang lose track of him and continue running. Joey then exits the, wa- exits the washroom triumphant where he is seen by Amy and Allison who laugh at him. And he tells them that when you gotta go, you gotta go. We return to the twins' home where Heather uh, confronts Erica and asks her about where she was, where she's been since the debate in the class. Erica lies and says that she was at the mall, that she was at the mall, but Erica doesn't buy it at all. Where were you? You're in trouble. You missed three classes. I was at the mall. I can always tell when you're lying. Erica, what's going on? I've never been like this before. You promise you won't tell, ever? Of course. I'm pregnant. But the tests. I lied about the second, and I had another one done at the clinic. I've made an appointment to have an abortion at the end of the week. But you can't. I have to. I can't look after a baby. I'm just a kid. Then put it up for adoption. No. If I let it be born, it's mine. It's my responsibility. I can't give it away. But it's Jason's, too. Jason's got nothing to do with it. It's not like we were in love or anything. You gotta tell Mom and Dad. I'm 16. They won't even know about it. I'll pay for it out of my summer money. But they have to know. No, they don't. You won't tell them. You promised. But don't you want to have kids? I want to have children when I'm older when I'm married when I can love them and treat them right but not now so you kill it don't say that you don't know what it's like I know that abortion is wrong maybe it is I don't care I just want it over and gone and I really want you to come with me. No. Please. We're sisters, remember? Always there for each other. That's what you said. No. Please. The protesters outside have to go through. I'm too scared to go home. Please. I, I just can't. <laughs> I tell you, if you're a fan of these series, this show and this series, I'm not talking about Degrassi Buddy, but hey, if you're a fan of Degrassi Buddy, yay, thank you. But uh, if you're a fan of this show and remember this episode, I strongly recommend watching this scene. As uh, uh, Unless you're dead set against abortion, uh, you really feel for Erica. And uh, both of their performances, Erica and Heather's, the actresses, were just excellent. And it just... just 
have, they make it they make a dude wonder just how hard it must really be for a teen girl to just be in that position. So, uh, yeah, uh, yep, it's a tough tough decision, tough choice to make. Uh, if anybody's out there is wondering my position on the matter, well, even though admittedly I'm probably more conservative leaning when it comes to the whole abortion thing, I mean. Eh, there are some crazies out there, uh, men and women, and uh, if I were to do something and get some psycho woman, you know, pregnant, to be completely honest, I would, yes, please, I don't want to deal with you for 18 years, so if you choose to uh, have an abortion, uh, phew, on my part, hey, if it makes me sound like a dick, don't know what to tell you, but I'm not going to be one of these people who are like, hey, man, abortion's wrong, and all of a sudden, if I'm in the freaking yeah, situation... Yeah, so come on, man. Just saying. Anyway, we return to school. Simon is trying to tell Alexa that all of the the girls fawning over him just mean nothing to him. And Alexa is his girl. And stupid Simon gives Alexa his stupid ring back. And Alexa happily accepts. Accepts. We go out in the hallway where Joey's walking. He's just walking and he's chilling when he's quickly grabbed and pulled into a classroom by Dwayne. Who tells Joey... That he's just gonna, he's going to be late for his next class. <laughs> Students then arrive for Wallfish's class, where Erica is already sitting there at her desk, looking just confused. Oh, sorry, concerned. Uh, times nine thousand. Heather arrives and she sits down and she's barely able to look at uh, Erica's direction. She she gives her some glimpses here and there. We go back out to the hallway where Dwayne and his gang are initiating Joey. And they put pantyhose on his head and a bra and women's underwear outside of his clothes. And they're making Joey push a banana up a ramp with his nose. And they're taunting him. And Joey's telling them, well, not yet. He, he will tell them. But as they're taunting him, we suddenly see a familiar face appear at the top of the ramp. It's Mr. Radich. And when Dwayne and the gang see him, they quickly take off, leaving Joey still pushing the banana up the ramp. He's threatening to, to uh, he's he's basically telling Dwayne, well, he's telling nobody, but he's technically telling Dwayne and the gang that they're going to regret it, and that his mom is a lawyer and his dad's a cop, and that's when he arrives at with his with the banana and a pair of shoes. Joey looks up and he sees that it's Radich, and he asks Radich what he's doing there, and Radich says that he's the school's new vice principal, and Radich and Joey walk to the Radich's office. Together and uh, it was just an awesome scene seeing these two together and Mr. Radich is uh, he's still a part of the universe, rock and romp and Radich he's the man man love it yeah he he like even he was he does even before uh, Saved by the Bell and Mr. Belding man all these friggin uh, not that I have a problem with Saved by the Bell I have the entire series on DVD for crying out loud but yeah all these friggin shows man they copied the original as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> Meanwhile, class is in and it's ended and it's lunchtime. Heather watches as Erica leaves to make her way to the clinic. And as Erica's, yeah, you know, she's she's confused. Sorry, Heather's confused about what she's gonna do, and she suddenly goes up to Spike for help. Uh, th- she thinks that Spike might know, you know, might be able to help since Spike is a mother already. And she tells Spike that she knows a girl who's gonna have an abortion today. And Spike tells Heather. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Heather Heather tells uh, Spike uh, that uh, she didn't get an abortion, and Spike says, uh, "Yes, that's right, I didn't." 
Well, obviously she didn't. And Heather says, because it's wrong, right? But Spike then tells Heather that it was wrong for her to have an abortion with Emma. But that doesn't mean that it's her place, that, you know, she knows the answer to what's right for everybody. She only knew what was best for her. Spike then tells Heather that when a woman is pregnant, what people believe is right and wrong can get pretty complicated. You know, I bet. After their talk, Spike, or after her talk with Spike, Heather then realizes that uh, even though she believes abortion is wrong, it's not her choice, it's Heather's. So then we cut to Erica showing up at the clinic. Heather catches up to her, and there's protesters outside with their signs and their chanting. Heather tells Erica that she thinks that Erica's making a huge mistake, but she's her sister, and she's going to stand by her during this. And they go hand in hand, and they... Well, they didn't, actually. (laughs) That's when it suddenly cut. We got the freeze frame and the credits, but I remember this episode. You see, this episode on my DVD didn't show how it actually ended when they showed it on TV. On TV, it ended with Heather and Erica walking through the crowd of protesters on their way to the clinic. And as they're walking up the stairs, the old lady once again pulls out the little plastic baby... And we get a shot of it. It's right there on camera. Right there in the forefront as uh, Heather and Erica are looking back at the little plastic baby. And that's when it got the freeze frame in the credits. But the the episode on my DVD did not end that way. So I don't know why. Probably because Americans somehow. (laughs) Just like how the Americans had to have their currency in that episode of 20 bucks on these DVDs, man. So yeah. Anyways, that was... uh, What was it called? It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a new start part two. Great episode, man. Great episode. Love these, love this, uh, see, I can't stress it enough how, enough how I love the Degrassi High series over all of them. The characters experiencing high school, experiencing teenage stuff. Ah, it's awesome. And we finally go to season one, episode three, entitled Breaking Up is Hard to Do, air date November 13th, 1989. We start with Michelle and BLT and they're walking home together from school. Michelle tells BLT that her mom is okay with the two of them going out, but her dad still doesn't know about it. And they make plans and Michelle says that, that uh, like BLT and Michelle make plans to do some stuff. And Michelle says that she'll just tell her dad she's going to Alexa's place. And they kiss each other goodbye and Michelle heads on home. And in her house, as she suddenly enters, her mother's storming down the stairs with a suitcase in hand. And she tells Michelle that she didn't want her to find out this way. And she tells her that she and her dad are separating. And it's a different it's a different actor playing Michelle's dad now. Whereas uh, previously, in the episode Black and White of Degrassi Junior High in Season 3, it was an old man playing Michelle's dad. Now it's a younger, not exactly totally young, but a younger uh actor playing her Michelle's dad now but it's the same woman playing her mother I'm pretty sure and as Michelle's mom opens the door she tells Michelle that she'll call and then she leaves Michelle then turns to her dad and asks him what happened but he just ignores her and walks away and we get the intro after the intro we're at the boys back to basketball practice where Michelle and Alexa are there watching uh, BLT and probably dumb Simon practice (laughs) and Michelle tells Alexa about the breakup And she says that she doesn't know where her mom is and that her father won't tell her either and that he's acting like he doesn't care. 
Alexa then says that maybe Michelle's dad is upset because men have trouble dealing with their emotions, but Michelle disagrees, saying that her dad doesn't have any emotions. And she says that she doesn't want her parents to break up. And Alexa then says that maybe Michelle's dad had an affair. But Michelle doubts it because she's, you know, she says that her dad is so old-fashioned. And she says that her mother wanted to go back, uh, wanted uh, to go back to school one time, and her dad said that, no, 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 you're not going back to school. I'm the man. There we go. Meanwhile, in the hallway, Joey and Wheels, Wheels is still sporting his ridiculous ponytail. They see Lucy and LD. Joey tells them that his band, The Zits, confirming that that it's their new name. After LD asks, "What about the Zit Remedy?" Uh, they want to shoot a music video. And they want to borrow Lucy's camera. Lucy says no problem as long as she gets to shoot it. And Joey replies that, that she's a chick. <laughs> and Lucy jokes that, oh, you're right, I am a chick. <laughs> oh, Lucy's great. And Lucy tells him that if they want to use her camera, then she's going to be the one who shoots the video. Joey agrees and they arrange that they'll start shooting uh, tomorrow. Not shooting, shooting. They'll start filming <laughs> tomorrow after school. And Wheels and Joey go off to tell Snake... Elsewhere, Heather is trying to convince Erica to go back to the clinic. Erica says that she's fine and that the clinic only said that she should come back if she's having problems, like emotionally or I guess physically as well, health-wise. Physical health and mental health. Heather then says that Erica is only pretending to be fine. And she says that Erica was talking in her sleep. And Erica says that she's fine and she wants to pretend that, that it all didn't happen and she just storms off angrily. Elsewhere, Joey and Wheels find Snake, who's in the who's reading in a lounge area, again showing off how much bigger this new school is. They have a lounge area where the students can read and they can sit on couches. It's awesome. Uh, they tell Snake that Lucy's going to let them use the video camera. And Joey asks Snake if he's got the money. And Snake hands Joey some cash, saying that he had to clean out his savings account while Wheels said that he had to borrow money from his grandmother. Joey takes the money and it's almost $50. And now they can afford taping uh, taping expenses. Snake then asks Joey why he didn't put any money in. And Joey says that, he, that he's broke. <laughs> ah. Spoiler alert. Is it a surprise at all that Joey Jeremiah goes on to become a used car salesman in Next Generation? <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Snake then says that they should have a script for the video. But Joey says that all they need are some chicks in bikinis. But Wheels insists that no girls will agree to do that. <laughs> we cut to a BLT and Michelle walking home from school. And Michelle says that she has to make her dad tell her about what happened. And she says that she, that she uh, doesn't want to get... No, BLT says that she, Michelle has to make her dad tell her what happened. But Michelle says she doesn't want to get caught in the middle of everything. BLT sent, then tells Michelle that he'll call her tonight, but she doesn't want him to. Or else her dad will get mad. BLT says that if her dad answers, he'll just hang up, but then he just agrees not to call anyway. Later on, Michelle's making dinner. It's mac and cheese. It's not like real deal mac and cheese like, you know, I would make. Instagram, SeroandGrapeJuice.com. I can make a mean homemade mac and roni and cheese, just saying. <sighs> She's making craft dinner from the box, so yeah, but it's still food. What's she going to do? And Michelle's father compliments her on how good the mac and cheese is. It did look good. I'll, I'll give her that. And as they're eating... Michelle's dad tells her that there's some things that they need to discuss. And he says that they need to work together from now on as they're a team. And he's going to change and divide up, divide up some of the house, the housework told chores. 
But Michelle needs to change as well. She needs to concentrate more on her studies as courses are going to get tougher as she gets ready for university. And she's also not to go out so much. Michelle then says that she hardly goes out. And when she does, it's over to Alexa's place. To which her father says that he knows that she's going out with, quote, that black boy. He then tells her that she's 16 years old and it's not time to start a serious relationship. And that's when we hear, that's when the phone rings. Michelle's dad answers the phone, doesn't say anything, and then hangs up. And he tells Michelle that it was the wrong number. And they just continue to eat Michelle's lovely craft dinner. <laughs> we go to school the next day and Joey is trying to convince Caitlin, Caitlin of all people, to wear a bikini for the video. Come on, Joey. She, ang- she gets angry and says that it's sexist and it was dumb that he even asked her. And Joey points out that she wore a bikini all summer and she's got a great body. And she calls Joey a, sex- a chauvinist pig and she storms off. And as she's storming off, he assures her that, that you know, he says it was a compliment. And that he wouldn't just ask anyone to do this. And that's when Joey overhears Amy and Allison talking about how they need money for concert tickets. And he walks up to them and asks them if they'd like to be stars in the Zitz, in the Zit Remedy video. They ask him what they'd have to do, and he says that all they have to do is just be themselves, but with bathing attire on. Amy, as uh, quickly is shocked, as Allison quickly chimes in and agrees and says that they'll do it for $20 each. Amy is reluctant. Joey agrees. But... Uh, Hey, Allison then tells Amy, hey man, it's, it's the concert, it's the big concert, you want to go or not? So Amy then agrees. We then go to the resource center, aka the library. Nancy and Joanne, who's a new character, who at one time I was convinced was that Trish girl, but it's not. We eventually see Trish in the background later on in this episode. It's it's Joanne, who is, uh, for those who don't know who it is, she's, uh, she's like... Uh, uh, no, that would require spoilers. Uh, she's let's just say she's Claude's friend. All right, we'll leave it at that. It's Claude's friend. All right, Joanne is Claude's friend. We all remember what 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 happens with Claude? Yeah, Joanne is Claude's friend. Anyway, <laughs> Nancy and Joanne in the resource center walk up to Heather, and Nancy tells Heather that they heard a rumor that Erica had an abortion, and Heather denies it. And uh, it's like, come on, what, what business is, is it of theirs anyway? Nancy then Nancy says that Joanne overheard other girls talking about it in uh, the washroom, but Nancy told Joanne that it wasn't true, as Heather again says it wasn't that it's not true. Nancy and Joanne then leave as Heather pulls Erica aside and tells her that Nancy knows about the abortion. Elsewhere in the library, BLT finds Michelle, and Michelle asks him if he called last night, and he says that he didn't because Michelle told him not to. She tells him that... Uh, there were two wrong numbers uh, last night, and they usually don't get any. So two in one night was pretty weird. And Michelle assumes that it was her mother calling, and that her father just doesn't want Michelle to talk to her mom. And BLT comments, no wonder your mom left. And Michelle replies that he hates her dad, as she's then paged to report to the office. In the office, Michelle's mom is waiting for her, And she tells Michelle that she tried calling last night, but Michelle's dad kept hanging up. Michelle then asks her mom what happened, and her mom explains that uh, that, uh, she and her, her, uh, I guess, former husband had a fight. And uh, he told uh, Michelle's mom to leave the house and never come back. 
Michelle tells her mother that her dad is trying to control her as well. And that he knows that she and BLT are dating. And her mom then suggests that they have dinner later that night. And Michelle, she's, uh, she's, she's unsure about it and wonders what she's going to tell her dad when her mother says that her dad cannot prevent Michelle from seeing her. And then Michelle then asks if her dad is having an affair. And her mother says no. And then she says that she's seeing someone. Which shocks Michelle. And that's why she wants to talk to her. And she suggests that they, she suggests that they go to a restaurant for some dinner that night. And says that she'll call her. But Michelle is suddenly just all awkward at this new news. And she just awkwardly walks away. Not saying anything to her mother. Later on, Lucy show, Lucy show, Lucy is in the hallway at the locker showing LD how to use the camera. LD grabs the camera and she starts to do some filming. And she films Wheels, who does a little dance for the camera and continues walking away as LD focuses a little on Wheels' ass. He's still sporting that friggin' ponytail. And LD remarks to Lucy how Wheels is cute this year. Lucy wants to know what the story is on that, but Lucy then says it's nothing, and they laugh at all. There's nothing to tell. And I noticed as well that LD has shoulder pads in her sweater. The shoulder pads was uh, a lot of women, a lot of females wore little these shoulder pads in, in their sweaters and t-shirts back in this day. And uh, I always thought it looked weird, and it looks even weirder now. Because some of them just really stuck out big time. They may as well have been football players, but well, well. The shoulder pad phase or craze of the 90s. just Or this was actually in the 80s, 89. It was weird. Anyway, we go to the cafeteria. Michelle is telling Alexa, stupid Simon and BLT about her mother's admission about having an affair. And she says that she feels betrayed. Michelle feels betrayed. BLT then says that if her mother likes this new guy, he must be okay. But Michelle says that she just feels bad for her dad. Elsewhere in the cafeteria, Claude is telling Caitlin about the rainforest and they sit together to have lunch, which Joey notices, who's sitting at a different table. Wheels then joins Joey and Snake and and asks Joey if he's bothered by the new guy talking to Caitlin, even though that uh, Caitlin is still Joey's girlfriend. Joey says that Caitlin is just trying to make him jealous as Wheels jokes that it looks like Caitlyn really likes the guy. Joey then says that he'd never be jealous of a guy who can't grow a beard, and Wheels then jokes that Joey can't even grow a beard, as Caitlyn continues to laugh and have a good time with her new loser friend. I never liked this guy. Never. From the moment he friggin' said hi to Caitlyn. <laughs> never liked this guy. Because it was obvious it was him in the intro. As I said, remember when I first saw that in, that new intro for Degrassi High and saw that Caitlin was being kissed by somebody who wasn't Joy when we suddenly were introduced to this guy in episode one? I knew it was him. So I never liked this guy. Never. Joey then tells Snake and Wheels that Amy and Allison have agreed to be in their music video wearing bikinis, but Snake doesn't buy it. But Joey tells them that the girls have already agreed and their video is going to be the best one ever. Later on, class is in, and Heather wonders how Nancy and Joanne found about, out about uh, Erica's abortion. But Erica doesn't know how either. Heather then tells Erica that it's just a rumor, and if they keep denying it, it'll eventually go away. And she, Heather, Erica asks Heather if she told anybody, and Heather says she didn't tell anybody. All she did was go up to Spike for advice and ask you know, Spike about her uh, experiences. 
but she never mentioned anybody's name. And then they sit, and that's when they arrive at their lockers, and we notice that Erica's locker has an abortion pamphlet taped to it, and the word murderer painted on the, on the locker in red or dark red. Upon seeing this, Erica gets upset and vocal and starts pounding on her locker as she tries to wipe the paint off with her hands and she starts crying, saying that it was it was hard that you know it was a hard decision to have an abortion. Asking why people, what are people are trying to prove? As Heather confront, comforts, confronts, comforts her sister, who now has some of the red from the paint that she wiped off, wiped with her hands. Now she has it on her face, and ah, oh, ah, oh, great, 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 just drama. The show's got everything. Ah, oh. outside after school, Joey is showing Lucy a dumpster. <laughs> As Wheels remarks that there's nothing but garbage there, and LD jokes that it that it suits the music. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but Joey's excited, and he imagines the video shoot and the zits being surrounded by girls, and this alarms Lucy. And that's when Allison and Amy arrive, and Joey asks them where their costumes are, and they tell him that they're wearing their bikinis under their clothes, and they're not taking their their uh, clothes off to reveal the bikinis until the va- the shooting begins. Lucy asks, you know, what costumes that the Amy and Allison are talking about, and Joey tells her that Amy and Allison will be wearing bikinis. Lucy and LD are instantly offended at the idea, but Allison and Amy inform them that Joey paid them $20 each, and it's a business transaction. And after hearing this, Wheels and Snake aren't happy about it at all, as that's how Joey spent pretty much all of their friggin' production money. To which Joey contributed none. <laughs> Lucy then tells Joey that she won't that they won't be using her camera to to film a sexist video. Joey then grabs the camera back and tells her that it's not sexist; it's a celebration of beauty. <laughs> Lucy then grabs her camera back and shoves Joey into the garbage, calls him a chauvinist, and she and LD storm off. Then Allison and Amy approach Joey, and they demand their twenty bucks. And Joey tells them that they didn't shoot anything, so they're not getting anything. And they push him back into the garbage, and they storm off, calling Joey a sleaze. To which Joey replies, I'm not a sleaze. I'm a producer. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) Oh, man. We go to BLT walking Michelle home from school. And BLT asks Michelle who she'd rather live with, her mom or her dad. Beale tries, he tells Michelle that her mom would be a better choice, but Michelle, she still feels bad about her dad because uh, he's the one who was cheated on. Michelle goes home and her dad is in there visibly upset about something. And he's there, he's trying to, he's folding up some laundry and he tells Michelle that he's decided to take a few days off and as he's folding up the laundry, he, he holds up a towel, which is now pink he tells Michelle that he's turned everything pink and she gets a little chuckle out of it. But her, but uh, Michelle's dad is upset because he can't do anything right for a man his age. And Michelle then realizes something is burning and asks what the smell is. And her dad quickly runs into the kitchen and grabs a hot pan, quickly drops it and it bur- as it burnt his hand. He apologizes. He says that he just wanted to make dinner like their, like like mom used to. And Michelle says that she can do it as her father is almost in tears. He says that he can't do anything right. He starts to cry. Michelle hugs him and she starts to cry too. The phone rings. 
but nobody answers it. Ah. Ah, I really feel for me. The actress Maureen McKay, who plays Michelle, just excellent, excellent, excellent job. Michelle is another character I crushed on back in the day. I mean, the character overall is high maintenance, which is uh, doesn't turn is a real turn off for me. But uh, ah, really feel for her. You really want to like I wanted to hug to hug Michelle and her dad. I wanted to hug Michelle for her dad. You know that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, the next day at school, Joey is trying to convince Snake and Wheels, who want to quit the band, to stay in the band. But they're angry, and they say that Joey should have talked to them about do- before doing it. About well, he should have talked to them before making any decisions about the, the music video. Joey then says that he understands, and he says that it's our band and it's our ideas, and in the future, they'll make group decisions. And Wheels and Snake both ask our money. And Joey says that asks them that he agrees, and he he asks them for another chance, and they agree. Joey then says that he's got a great idea, but Snake and Wheels stop him, and they say that they've got some great ideas as they all head into the school together. Inside the school, BLT asks Michelle how dinner with her mother was. She tells him that she didn't go, saying that her dad can't make it on his own, and if she leaves him. What, she doesn't know what her dad will do. BLT tells Michelle that that's, his, that's her dad's problem, not hers. And she asks Michelle, like, what are you going to do? You're going to become your, your dad's wife? And she, she says that is that the man's a racist. Michelle uh, doesn't like hearing that. She tells BLT that she doesn't need this from him. And she needs BLT to be, the, be her friend as she's trying her best. And she starts, she just breaks down crying. BLT comforts her and tells her not to make any quick decisions right now and she needs to take her time and she needs to think about things and he tells her that he'll be there for her they hug and we get the credits I want to be there for Michelle too great 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 performance ah great episode these episodes are only going to get better ah I love the drama I love the comedy uh, we haven't had any action or adventure yet, have we? Well, don't worry. Bond is... is if we have Bond, Bond is going to get some action and adventure. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was Degrassi High, Episode 3 of Season 1. And this was Degrassi Buddy, Episode 14. SerialandGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. Stay tuned next week for Degrassi Buddy, Episode 15, where we will we will be recapping Season 1, Degrassi High, Episodes 4, 5, and 6, entitled Dream On, Everybody Wants Something, and Nobody's Perfect. Uh, Nobody's Perfect, if, I'm reco- if I remember correctly, involves Kathleen and uh, a new uh, man in her life, who uh, I also did not like. And not only is the character a real piece of work, but uh, the the guy who played the character in real life apparently is uh, pretty not cool as well. So anyway, stay tuned for that episode. Go to SerialGrapeJuice.com for that and more. Recipes with videos, Jurassic Buddy, Movie Buddy. More new stuff coming in the future as I ponder and brainstorm. Uh, and as I've been saying before, if you've got any comments, memories whatever about these episodes and about the Degrassi universe that you'd like me to read and critique 
and tell you how wrong or right you are on an episode of Degrassi Buddy. Leave them uh, in the comments on the link to the, that you found this this episode on, or email me at nerby at gmail.com and uh, I'll read them and uh, I'll make fun of you, whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that was the Grassy Buddy. I am Nerby, CEO and Grapejuice.com. I'm Nerby on Twitter and Instagram. Go have a lovely day and we'll see you next time. Because, uh, there, I gotta press stop. I had to stall for a second there. Now we're fine. Yeah. Go uh, Bond. We're gonna see more Bond later. I mean, you can't, uh, somebody's gonna have to learn how to dance and uh, who better than Bond? Spoiler alert. We'll see you then.